What's up, everybody? Big week two coming here. It's PGA Championship week out at Beth Page in Long Island. We're going to be releasing two episodes for you guys this week. First episode talking about kind of our love for the game and our picks for the PGA Championship. And then we're also going to drop in a second episode, which is our first interview guest on the show, Thomas Canty, dropping by to talk a little Trump Doral and our Ryder Cup that we did down there two weeks ago. Hope everybody enjoys. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Welcome in, everybody. Appreciate everybody stopping by for episode number two. Very exciting episode this week. We are going to be talking all things about the PGA. Tiger's going to be winning number two. I know it. I'm excited. We're also going to be talking a little bit about how we got into the game, our love for it, some of our favorite courses, uh, favorite holes, maybe the favorite shots we've hit. I think I'm going to let you kick it off this time, man. You can talk to us a little bit about uh, how you got into the game, your love for it, where where your favorite courses are that you've played, and, and kind of go from there. Ooh, episode two. Man, my love for the game, uh, it took me a while. You know, I really didn't pick it up that much until after college. So, in the last six years, uh, you know, I've given up one sport pretty much and and picked up the sticks. So, um, you know, going from a mid-20s handicap down to a single for one month and then back up to a double-digit handicap, you know, I've fallen in love with another competitive sport, so I can't, I can't ask for much more. You know, approaching thirty. So, um, I, I was going to ask him as a question there. Um, so, like, when you think, like, you played both you and Doug played, you know, high level soccer. What, what do you think? Um, do you see like similarities in like why you love golf and why you love soccer? Are they like? Is there uh, analogous things in there, like things that are similar? I don't think so. Uh, some, I mean, you could be coordinated, but I don't think, I think some of the things I learned playing soccer, of like how to use my body physically, have hurt my golf game um, or my ability to learn uh, the game. It's made it tougher for me to create a good swing. I think, yeah, I try to use my legs to hit everything. Mm-hmm. And getting out of that habit still fighting it it's it's taken me five plus years so right it was good to be remotely athletic but bad for uh you know building a positive swing if i had played baseball or hockey uh maybe i would be better at turning my upper body etc so yeah so you're saying like if you were on if you were on tour um you know like when dj's out there they always bring up like oh he can dunk a basketball you know they would be like oh yeah he, he used to play soccer really hurt his game really struggling because of that soccer game but he's a freak athlete though i don't think you can describe Vince no, no, no. dustin johnson I, I mean i would love to you know Vinny long bombers but uh when dj's hitting his uh, seven iron as far as Vinny hits his driver i don't think we can <laughs> uh compare the two <laughs> but uh yeah man for sure uh so okay Vinny, what um uh, favorite courses you play uh, either now or ever and then uh what's what's your favorite golf shot you ever hit uh top i'll give you my top three courses uh tobacco road I, it was short it was extremely tough uh, it didn't play like it was short um you had to hit a shot everywhere you went so love that didn't go well but i thought it was a great great environment um baywood greens in delaware and then uh, Blue Jack National. 
definitely my top three. In order, I would say Blue Jack, Baywood, Tobacco. Okay. What about what's your most nervous you've ever been when you hit a golf shot? Have you ever like Ryder Cup or Club Championship, anything like that? No, but I can tell you my favorite shot recently was uh, on our most recent trip down in Doral. Um, singles match play Sunday. Uh, drive into a fairway bunker. Um, pretty flat. Uh, 165 six iron to uh, I don't know, probably about 15 feet for birdie to almost make that match adore me. So uh, that's an extremely memorable moment for me. It was an exciting one. I was actually there, and that bunker shot you hit was ridiculous. And then the putt you made from like 30 feet that broke probably six feet to the left was even more impressive with that sludge hammer putter that you have. Um, <laughs> Talk to Peretti. Thor's hammer. Thor's hammer. I guess we can end Vince's segment there. Vinny, what kind of clubs are you hitting right now? Uh, we can work through the bag. Um, Callaway at the top, driver, um, Rogue Sub-Zero, and then uh, two Cobra, uh, Cobra F8 3-Wood, F8 Hybrid, uh, Mizuno JPX 900s, and Mizuno Wedges, and a Peretti Putter, which I love. I know you guys hate it. <laughs> uh, you could literally use it to build your house. It's that heavy. but. <laughs> Uh, I love the thing. So. It is a sledgehammer for sure. Okay, Jakey, what what do you got for us? Um, what's up, everybody? By the way, I, I should have popped in and said hello before I started asking these questions. Um, yeah, me getting into the game. I, I'm, I'll tell a, a slightly longer version of. I think Vince will probably add on to this a little bit. So, um, my uncle was a great player when we were kids. Um, he was still living with my grandparents like into his 30s so he was like the original millennial and um <laughs> he would uh, he worked night shifts so he'd play during the day and, and sleep afterwards and he's a pretty good player and my, my grandpa was an okay player and they put um a tin can in the ground in my grandparents backyard and gave us like this little junior set that they made and and vince and i used to like ping five irons off my, my grandpa's shed pretty hard and get yelled at a lot. And, um, that was cool, but my parents kind of made it pretty clear that it wasn't something we were going to be able to afford or do. And we were also really into soccer. Um, and I don't think that the bug really bit me again until like, I was like a going into college. Uh, my uncle took me out for around, um, and I, it was like the third hole. I like absolutely matched this two iron off the tee. And I was just like, whoa, what, what is this? This, that was way too cool. And then I didn't play a lot in college because you know, again, you're, you're just like poor. Um, but then, yeah, after college, kind of in a similar realm to Vince, I just, I needed something else to do. I wasn't playing any sports and I love being competitive and yeah, I just started getting into it more and more and tinkering more and more and playing with equipment, videos, whatever I needed to do to try to like learn the game. Um, and yeah, that was it. I was, I was as hooked as hooked could be. I mean, honestly, I just, I couldn't put it down at that point. Um, but that, that was pretty much my, my origin for it. I always wonder what it would have been like if I would have just kept pinging five irons off of, off of the shed in the backyard. I, I don't know how good I would have been, but um, yeah, I, I remember that distinctly. I think we all regret not, 
not not continuing the game when we were younger. But uh, I guess for those people that don't know, you are I would consider in the golf industry, you are the high school golf coach for your for your school that you teach at. So you at least get to I guess continue the education for for young players at your high school. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit at all. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I I'm a high school teacher by trade, so. I mean, I get summers, which is awesome for your game. I, I pretty much suck all year. And then right in like late July, I'm, I'm like peaking, you know, I'm ready to like just take down a club championship or something like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I coach the high school team at the school that I teach at. Um, and, and that's kind of like my new thing too. It's, it's interesting to see a lot of kids who are kind of in the same boat that I was uh, at that age where they've just played a little. And now suddenly, you know, they're finding something that they love in the game, whatever that something is. So, yeah, it's great. How many rounds did you walk last summer? I remember this. This is great. Ooh, I think it was close. It's close to 80. I can't remember the exact number, but some days there were two rounds in there. Some days it was just one, but pretty much played like five to six days every week. And you're the you're a member of where? This year, I'm a member at a small club in New Jersey, uh, Medford Lakes Country Club. Uh, last year, I was a member at one of my favorite hidden little golf clubs in South Jersey, uh, Burlington Country Club. Ooh, Burlington. The That's really the big gem in, in Southern Jersey. <laughs> There's a lot of big gems down there. I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but it's, it's cool, and I don't know if it has – it doesn't have a lot of hype, so it's never crowded. You can go out there and jump around and play real fast, which I love. It always had hidden value for us. Um, you know, that was really close to where we grew up and yeah. it, was our fa- it was located right on one of our favorite roads to, to drive down on a, on a cruise and you drove through the middle of the golf course pretty much. Um, you, you know, you see the clubhouse and 18 on one side and you see, I think that's number, is that number 10 on the highway or on, on yeah, the you road? Can, you can see. Uh, it, it has like, it's one of the best looking fairways from above it into a green um, that you can imagine. So, you know, growing up from when we were kids driving past and finally getting to play out there and for Jake to be a member was ideal. It was, you know, it was always a yeah. wish to play and it took us 25 plus years to get out there. <laughs> Honestly, it's so funny that you like, you say it that way because uh, I think in some ways I like would watch golf on TV and then I would drive past that place before I was a member and I would go like, this is the same thing. Like this is, the TV golf, but like in my state and in, in reality, it's not, but you, you feel that way when, when you don't know things, you know, when you, when you only know it because of the aesthetic of it rather than the experience. So, um, what, what else? What were, go ahead. What, what, what's, what's, so what's in the bag right now? Oh, um, uh, well, shout out to ping, get my driver back to me. Um, <laughs> Oh, they got that. So yeah, Wait, what happened? Normally playing a, you broke it in half or what? Yeah, so the um, the tungsten weight fell out of my driver, and the only way to they don't they don't fix it. You just have it replaced. So I had to have it sent out this week. But um, so yeah, playing um, G four hundred LST, um, G four hundred three wood, uh, some old Titleist hybrid nine fifteen, um, and then I Mizuno MP eighteen MMC, Mizuno wedges, and my my absolute the most important thing in my bag. The high toe sixty, the tailor made high toe sixty. That is a hot wedge. Um, and uh Odyssey putter. Yeah. Nice, nice. What's uh where's your favorite place to play in the in the Jersey area? 
Um, well, the, I was going to give I'll give you my top three in general because one, the, my top number one is in the Jersey area. So, uh, manufacturers country club, uh, which is in, I guess that's technically in Dresher, PA. That's, that's my number one. If anyone's listening and you can somehow sneak your way out there when you're in Philly, it is just unbelievable. It, it is like stunningly good. Um, so that, that's my number one. I played Philly cricket last summer. That's got to be my top three. Wissahickon Philly cricket is just beautiful, um, nostalgic, historic. You know, there's like train tracks running through the middle of the property. Uh, it, it's that's very very interesting and very cool. And I would say, uh, I think my third favorite course in the area. AC, I mentioned it on last pod, but AC Country Club. That has maybe the best, like quirkiest par three I've ever played where like you can't see the green at all. It's in like this crater um, locked out by a dune right by the bay. So the wind is going like a million miles an hour. Um, so that one sticks out as well. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, hear it. story of the famous shot. Oh, that's right. The best shot you've ever had, Jackie. No. So, well, I mean, I have a hole in one, so I guess that's got to be the best shot, right? I don't know. Um, actually, I'm not going to say that's the best shot. I have a hole in one. Doug, you were there. We both thought we made hole in ones on that hole um, on that day. Yep. We didn't see him go in, which was a bummer, but yeah, eight iron. JR knew it was in, though. He did. JR said it was in. I, I'll never forget that. Um, I'll also never forget or never remember the rest of the round because then we just started drinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as we should so as we should have exactly but i think the best shot i actually ever hit was um i like totally i was playing in a golf association match three years ago and or two years ago and i um it was a par five i was down one to this guy i had to i had to tie uh the ninth hole um at, at medford lakes to get get a half a point on the front and i absolutely like queef this drive off the tee. I hit it like, I hit it like video length. It was like 220. It was like a lame duck out to the right. And I'm going, man, like I just have, I have absolutely no shot of getting this ball around. It's the, the ninth hole I'll quickly describe is a dog leg left par five. And it, it's a pretty far dog leg. Like it turns hard to the left. So I'm, I'm saying to my partner, like, I just don't see how I can get this thing anywhere near there. And I knew that it didn't really matter if I lost the hole at that point, it was either win it or not. So the ball was kind of sitting up in the rough and I just absolutely smashed this hybrid from like 250. Um, I didn't hit three wood cause I didn't think that I could get it over the tree on the left. And as soon as I hit it, the guy that I'm playing against goes, Oh my God, that's on the green. And I'm thinking that that's out, you're out of your mind. That's about as far as I hit my driver. This thing is flying. It kicks off the back of a bunker, rolls up to the front of the green. The front of the green then slopes down, and it rolls to about eight feet. And I make eagle, and I go on to just blitz him on the back. So um, I will never forget that one. That one had witnesses there, too. That was that was a crazy one. Always feels better when people see it. There's no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. You got to have that. But, what about you, Dougie? You want to you wanna lay it out for us here? So a little bit, little bit different path for me on the uh, golf than the two of you guys. My father is in the golf business, has been in the golf business my entire life, uh, mostly on the consulting side, but he's helped with some course design and redesign on like clubhouses and just getting courses turned over from 
basically being a big shithole into something that's profitable and it's nice to play. So he started me. We lived in a golf community when I was I was lived in Atlanta when I was a kid, uh, trying to go to camps and whatnot. I hated the game. Actually, I hated soccer too, and I played soccer in college. Just wanted to play baseball, so I played baseball. Then we moved to Houston when I was ten or eleven. Still, same thing. I would, you know, I'd play during the summer, a couple rounds with my dad here and there if we went on vacation. But really, didn't love the game uh, until I got to high school and uh, met a couple of the guys that are on our Ryder Cup team, Richard and Drew, <clears throat> and they all played different sports in 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 high school, including soccer. And uh, we just that happened to be in Texas. Soccer's in the fall, golf's in the in the spring. So we were able to play both and. Joined the golf team my junior year of high school, fell in love with it. You know, I played in some HGA, which is Houston Golf Association events, and fell in love with the game. Kept playing throughout my senior year of high school, really enjoyed it, but was much better at soccer. So I went to college to play soccer and kind of kind of quit playing, actually, at that point and, and really didn't play again until I met Vince in college. And we went and played a couple places in, in the local New York area. Um, we went to Iona College for those people that are listening from the Northeast. So, you know, we played around the upstate, you know, New York area. Um, and then when I graduated and my first job, I was working shift work and, you know, had like the random Tuesday, Wednesday off every week. And I was down near my dad's golf course in Houston, which is Wildcat Golf Club, and uh, would go out there every day basically and, and hit balls and, and play, you know, nine or 18 by myself or with Vince or whoever else was off at the time. And uh, <clears throat> I think I worked my handicap down from like a 14 or 15 to about a five, maybe. Uh, that was about five years ago. And then since then, I worked down to actually a scratch at one point about a year and a half ago when I was actually just blousing it. I shot 66 twice, 65 once. <laughs> was just on fire and then I don't know what happened what a magical to me. three weeks <laughs> it, was, it really was it was like all within three weeks and then I just have completely lost my game now I'm, I'm getting old my shoulders blown out I'm, I'm basically like I was guy who won the Cy Young and then decided he couldn't pitch anymore the year after that's me now so uh, I'm a three handicap as I mentioned in the last episode I'm trending the wrong way I'm trying to get my shoulder figured out but uh a lot of a lot of good golf coming up now in the summer. Uh, the Texas Golf Association events are open for registration, so I'm going to play in a couple of those coming up and see how things go there. Uh, I'm a fully committed TaylorMade, so I am all TaylorMade. I have everything TaylorMade in the bag. I have the uh, 790 irons. I have uh, the M4 three wood. I have an Epic Slash. Oh well, Which yeah. So I just, I just switched. I did. You're right. Shout out Callaway Golf. I have. They made me switch from the. I had the M2. Which actually I really liked, and I hit really straight, and I sold to Patty, who we'll talk about later in the episode, who absolutely destroys me in singles every year in the Ryder Cup. But I got one with the Epic Flash, and I hit it. Well, when I hit it, I hit it really well. I probably hit it about 300 yards, but I have not been hitting it well lately. I'm going to blame it on the shoulder. But anyways, and then I have the the old trusty, old faithful club that I found out of the garage, the Titleist 909 Hybrid 5-Wood. thing is, it's <laughs> it's a masterpiece, let me tell you. I hit it dead straight every time. I could it's probably a 5-Wood with the head the size of a utility club. Uh, that's I about could, right. 
I think I, I could swing in our blind for about four years. <laughs> I could swing blind and I think still hit that thing 210. Oh my God. So it's amazing. And that's, so uh, that's in the club. That's, you know, yeah, 10 year old bag or that's in the bag. That's a 10 year old club. And then I've got the Scotty Cameron putter. This is my third Scotty Cameron. I think in the last three years, because anybody that knows my game, I'm the absolute worst putter in the entire world. And then I have three Volky wedges stamped. Gotta have them stamped. They got my name on them. So uh, that's it. My favorite golf courses, top three are gotta have Wildcat in there because that's my dad's place. And I've grown up playing there and big shout out to him. I appreciate everything he's done for me for getting me in the game. And and obviously it's, it's free. So can't complain about that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Number two is uh, Kivara, Kivara golf club. It's in Cabo. It's I think a Jack Nicholas design. Uh, it's one of the top 100 golf courses in the world. It's an absolute must play. If you're in the Cabo area, there's a lot of really good golf courses actually in that area. Uh, and it's got one of the, one of my favorite holes, maybe my favorite hole. It's a short par four. That's on the side of a mountain that I think it's probably, I don't know, 330 from the tee, but you could hit like seven iron to the green because of how much of a drop off it is. It's a really, really cool hole. Um, and then my third favorite golf course is probably Blue Jack. I just really like the design. I've been to Augusta a few times, had the pleasure of going there and walking the course. Uh, and I think it just reminds me the most of Augusta, which is probably the most magical place on the planet if you haven't been there. So those are my top three. My favorite shot, I've got two of them. Uh, my first is my the best shot I've ever hit, which was uh, Eagle in the club championship Oh man, probably like five years ago when I was not in contention, and I it was on number seven the lakes at Wildcat, which is a par five down the hill, and then there's an island green for people that haven't played. And I was about one seventy out, was playing downwind, and I hold it for eagle. Must have been eagle. Was not a two, so it was a three. Great eagle, and then I was playing with Richard and Manny too, which made it even better. Uh, and then my best shot ever. I guess under the circumstances was on the last hole of the club championship two years ago. I was on the tee box with, uh, I was a two shots back and Richard had two shot lead and pulled a Vanderbilt and made a triple. And I didn't realize that I had like a 15 footer for par on the, the last hole to win the tournament. And I made it. And that was amazing because Richard lost his shit and it was amazing. So that's probably the <laughs> most jacked up I've ever been to win a golf tournament and won the club championship that year. So that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I think that's really it. I mean, that's how I've been in the game, been in the game for a long time. So we've I've had the pleasure of through my dad playing a lot of really, really go- great golf courses around the world. Uh, we're going <clears> to, <throat> we'll, we'll hit on them in different segments as we go down the road, but uh, very, very pleased to uh, begin this journey with the two of you as well. And uh, excited to see what happens here you know, the next, next couple of years, hopefully. Sure. For sure. Um, with that, anybody have any, any closing statements on kind of things you thought you missed maybe, or, or we want to jump into a little PGA action here? No, I think, um, I think we can probably, I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be plenty of times when we go back and, and, and sort of touch on different things. Right. But I, th- I think the cool, like sort of thematic thing that we all get from this is like, different than other sports i think with golf there's this weird thing that you become connected to in a different way right even when you're like not playing good 
there's this um, thing where you can't stop trying to play good. And when you're playing good, I don't know about you guys, but like if I start off and I make like a, you know, a couple birdies in the first like six holes, there's this like quaking feeling in my knees, like, Oh man, I can't wait to mess this up. And then, you know, inevitably that probably happens. It's like, there's something different about the sport overall. And I think that that's something that you'll see us highlight kind of, uh, as we go for sure. I think if you're that kind of person who resonates with, with that, you get a euphoric feeling, you know, that happened to me at Memorial, um, well, earlier in the fall, you know, it's not even a course anymore. And I just actually finally said this to Doug. My best round ever is on a course that doesn't exist. That's not true. <laughs> it's going to be a PGA Tour event. Yeah, it is. Right, right. But it's uh, it's not going to be. It's not the same course. True. So hey, hey, I'll never have the pleasure know of doing that, that again. And by the way, that that's a lie, dude. Your best your best round doesn't exist on on that course. Your best round exists on a par three course. We've already discussed your uh, <laughs> your abilities on that. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true alright what do we got Doug what's next so PGA guys for those of you guys that are I guess completely oblivious to the game of golf this week is a huge week in golf it is the second now, now the second major it used to be the fourth major of the year it's the second major of the year it's the PGA it's up in the great white north where Jake lives it's in Long Island New York Bethpage Black uh, a lot of people say it's the United States Country Club um, yeah because it's just you know beautiful public golf course out in Long Island. People literally will drive out there the night before, wait in their car to get a tee time the following day, um, because you cannot make reservations in, in advance. So <clears throat> municipal, uh, correct? Yeah, municipal. Yeah, it is muni. So great, great course. Uh, Tigers won a U.S. Open here before in the past. Uh, actually, the last time they had the PGA here, Lucas Glover won it. He's in the field. So a lot of good storylines. Uh, if Tiger, I saw actually, if he wins this week and DJ finishes outside the top 11, Tiger's number one in the world again. So a lot of things to look at. Uh, I think what we're going to do here, just we talked about it a little week, we, or a little bit last week. We went through some of the groupings, but we're just going <clears> to <throat> run through a couple of them here really quickly. Some of the big pairings, obviously, Kapka, Molinari, Tiger going off. At 8:24 Eastern Time on Thursday, and then they'll be in the afternoon on Friday. Um, <clears throat> right in front of them is Xander, Hideki, Alex Noren, uh, and then in front of them actually is Ricky, Bubba, and Justin Rose. Those are kind of the hot pairings in the morning. In the afternoon, the top pairings are. Let's get out there. Let's see. We got Finau, Horschel, Poulter, and then we've got. <clears throat> Uh, Rom, DJ Spieth, it's a great group, except for Spieth's absolute dumpster fire right now and terrible. Um, Not according to Twitter. <laughs> oh, Lord. Ready. He says he's ready every week, and he's terrible. He, sh- he couldn't even finish in the top ten at his own course last week in Dallas. I'll be, uh, you know, if he makes the cut, I'll be impressed. I think he makes the cut. I mean, look, the, uh, I'm not going to go too deep on, on speed. I think everybody knows he's, uh, he's kind of out in the wilderness right now and he's searching for something, but like, I just quickly, when I was doing some research for this segment, I was like looking at, um, some rankings and it's, it's weird. Like he's not bad at all around the greens. I think he's, he was definitely, he was like top 20 or maybe number 27 right now. Um, something like that. He's his, his around the green stats are pretty good. It's really, he's just losing a ton of shots to the field approaching the green. Like he's just lost that ball striking, uh, like precision that we saw from him 
in other places. Um, I just think he it's weird. He just doesn't have enough of other these like other skills. He doesn't hit it super far. He doesn't hit it super straight um, to like overcome when he's really bad. I mean, so, you think it's you think it's know. as much as ball it's not striking a great golf for him. as it is. Agree with you, Doug. It might be tough. You think it's as much as ball striking as it is putting? Because like, I feel like when he's on the green right now, he just looks like he's completely lost. And he used to be putting used you to know, be his bailout. Absolutely. Yeah, he used to be looking at the hole from thirty feet and walking it in. And now he's like <laughs> uh, yips and his hands are shaking. I mean, I, I like obviously all these guys can hit the ball you know, a mile and they've all got, you know, their middle of the green, they've got 25 feet or in for birdie. But I just feel like he's, like he's got no strokes game putting because he just completely lost his putter stroke. And he even said, what was it? Two years ago when he had the, the masters blow up or three years ago that he knew at some point that his game was just, it was not well going well. Actually, he'd just been hitting the ball pretty well that week. And when he got to 12 and hit it in the water twice that he and Michael, his caddy, had said that they knew their game was trending in the wrong direction. They were just trying to keep it up uh, in, in time. And then basically since then, he's been absolutely terrible. And the last over the last year, garbage. I mean, he didn't even qualify for the tour championship last year, which is the top 30 players in the in the FedEx Cup. So, I mean, I'd be interested to see. I, I'm going to you know what? I'll set the line. If let's say you think he's over under top 40 this week. I think he's outside the top 40 this week. I agree. He's outside the top 40. I do think he makes the cut, though. Okay. All right. Yeah, I have some I have some good picks this week. I think. I mean. What do you got, Vin? You know Brooks is going to play well. I was I was looking through the beginning uh, those few tee times. <clears throat> Scott Piercy coming off a ridiculous week. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to play well out there. Is that your dark horse, then? That is my dark horse, Mr. Piercy. Okay. Any leads off? What well, do you got winning it, Vinny? Give us two guys. I think Brooks is really going to be top okay. three or win. Um, I'd love to see Tiger really contend. And it, if Rom hits the ball straight, I think he'll play really well too. <laughs> it's his, it's all about his driver. You got you. So you're Maybe taking the whole field. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Those are my top three. I would say two, but I have three because Tiger. You just have to say it. This guy. Uh, okay, I'm going to go next. So uh, for our listeners, the last six champions, Brooks won it last year. JT won it the year before that. Jimmy Walker in 2016. Jason Day 2015. Rory Duff Daddy. And then Rory again. This is a long ball hitters golf course. You have to hit fairways. I was listening to a few of the pressers today. Uh, actually, Tiger made fun of Daly. He said that uh, Daly's walking or using a cart. And Tiger won the U.S. Open on a broken leg. So love the little little shady through there. But uh, long ball hitter, you got to be able to hit fairways here. So, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, DJ Brooks, Tiger, obviously those guys are going to be in contention on Sunday. Um, my dark horse is going to be uh, – is Gary Woodland outside the top 50? Let's see. No. No way, right? Yeah, he's 25th. All right, well, I'm, gonna, I'm taking Tiger. Tiger's going to win it. And then second place is going to be uh, Matt Kuchar. I'm going to take Kuch. Mr. Consistency, huh? Yep, he's been, been playing way too well this year. And then third, I'm going to take the guy who won earlier in the year in San Antonio, Mr. Corey Connors. This is my guy outside the uh, top 50. Whoa. Going, going Canadian on me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this Canadian can't win the U.S. major, but he'll be in the top 10. All right. 
Um, well, for me, I uh, I was crunching some numbers. Um, oh, but Vince, yeah, Vince Vince stole my my thunder a little bit because you know, look, <laughs> Brooks is the baddest man on the planet. There's just really no way around it. Like he's you know he's fighting with Brandel. He's just you know out there like. <sighs> eating nails for breakfast and like, you know, benching 300, all this stuff that you hear about him. So, I mean, look, he's, he's a big game hunter uh, and he, he shines in the majors. I'm not going to take him because Vince took him though. So I'm going to change my picks up a little bit here. I'm going to say, um, my winner, I think it's McElroy's time. Five years, five year drought. I mean, he's been playing well this year. Um, yeah, long, like I mean, he's the longest straight hitter on tour. Um, so I, I see that as being a big thing. Yeah, I think strokes gained tee to green. He's number one right he's now. He's number one, I yeah. think. Um, and so I look at that like you know, it's about it's about it. He just has to putt a little. Uh, and the right. greens, the greens at Beth Page don't ask you to do like you know, sort of massively no, crazy no, no. things. So uh, I think that that's a, a really good setup for him. My second one is uh, the guy that I think is trending to win a major. Like it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I think he got valuable experience uh, at Augusta and that's Tony Finau. Again, long, obviously really, really long, but like, I thought he showed like a ton of grit on that Sunday because we know it was the tiger show. Molinari wasn't flinching and he kind of, even though he, he, you know, he had the same kind of hiccups, he sort of fought his way back a little bit too. So I look at those two as my um, my to win picks. My dark horse, hmm. my dark horse. All right, for my dark horse, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with a, a winner from from this season, who I think is uh, uh, um, playing pretty good. I'm gonna go with Keith Mitchell. So, again, long. I like hair. that. He was the number Young, one pick this past week. At a, that was younger. D- yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he was the number one pick. I think um, for a lot of people at uh, what was it, Trinity Forest. But yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Keith Mitchell. I just think a, a draw works really well out there too. And that's his thing. He's just gonna stand on the left side of the tee box, sling it out there. So uh, yeah, those are mine. What do we think the pass score is going to, or the winning score is going to be? Page. So last year it was 16 under par, I believe. The year before that it was like two under par, maybe. What was the? I wonder what the scores last time they played at the last event that was Ooh, played at Beth Page. Oh, oh nine. Think. You Wait. can't, yeah. You can't judge it's also it. Also, uh, different time of year. I'm that thinking, was, that was I'm a thinking, really, really wet. Yeah, that's true. I'm thinking 14 this year. Let me look. Let me see. Let's see. The last time they played a Beth Page for. Uh, yeah, it's got 13, 14. Different time of year. We know it's cold and wet. You got Tiger out there in a beanie. Um, they actually said he had numerous different beanies out there, which I love to hear. They said it was like 45 degrees or something. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so they've never played the PGA at Bethpage. I was wrong, so they must have played. It was must have been the U.S. Open. Open, right? Yeah, okay. So it's obviously different conditions, and I agree. It's you know, so <clears throat> different courses, obviously, and different time of year. But the last six results have been 16 under for Brooks last year, eight under for Justin Thomas. 
14 under for Walker, 20 under for Jason Day, which is ridiculous. A 16 under for McElroy and 10 under for Duff Daddy. So uh, over under 11 under. I'm over 11. Okay. I'm under 11. Okay, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go under as well. I think it'll be like around seven or eight. Ooh. Love it. Yeah, I think that the total, total strokes is going to be like, I'm going to go like 281, something like that. I'm not even trying to do that math right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. Uh, any other last things on the PGA guys? Yeah, I'll, I'll say one more thing. Um, I think so weather here right now for just to let everybody get a kind of an idea. Northeast. It has literally rained since last Friday. Okay, we're recording this on Tuesday and I know it's supposed to, you know, get nicer and they're showing some, some, uh, some clear weather for the weekend if that place is even a lick wet it's going to be i think it's going to be a lot like uh last year at bell reeve where you just have like a bunch of horses at the top in like a full-on shootout right because the ball is going to hit and stick where they're hitting it you're not gonna have to worry about rollout or getting into because they've narrowed it up so much i don't know if you guys have seen pictures like they've made it so narrow that like fairway bunkers don't even seem like they're on the fairway on some holes. Um, so I think that's something to look out for. Like if we get any more moisture, because they're still calling for some rain on the weekend. If we get any more moisture, I think you're going to see those scores like really, really condense. You're going to have a couple couple of people at the top uh, sort of all bunched together. So look out for that. I like it. Yeah, I know the weather's. I'm going to be there Saturday, actually. So I'll report back next week on how. Oh, nice. How it is, but uh, yeah, I think the weather is supposed to be cold today and tomorrow. A little bit of chance of rain Friday morning, but I think the rest of the weekend should be nice. So there will be some scoring conditions out there, I believe. And I think with that, that's going to wrap up our talks for today. As always, Vince and Jake, I appreciate you guys joining in for the conversation. We'll be back next week to talk more golf and and discuss what happened at the PGA over the weekend. If you guys like what you're hearing, please follow us on Instagram at the Breakfast Ball Pod, all one word. Everybody enjoy their weekend, play safe, and as always, make sure you hit your breakfast ball. <laughs>